1: It's Monday, December twentieth, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy uh, still in the lockout, still, uh, and not a lot of news to report there, uh, other than uh, the big news in baseball. I guess over the weekend was Buck Showalter being uh, named the the manager of the Mets, so he takes over the dumpster fire that is uh, <laughs> over there at City Field. Uh, I, I guess, uh, congratulations to Buck Showalter, but really that was, of, of the candidates that they they interviewed, uh, I, I believe former uh, Cleveland hitting uh, coach, uh, assistant Matt Kataro was one of the, uh, the candidates there, he made it to the final round of interviews, uh, but they decided to go with uh, Showalter as, uh, as the experienced guy, really the only guy who, Really, sort of fits the bill to sort of lead this sort of circus that's out there in, in, in New York right now.
0: Yeah, Joe, you called it a dumpster fire, and uh, <laughs> Showalter is the fire extinguisher. He he can uh, he's you know he's he's managed in New York. He's managed you know three or four different teams. He's taken teams to the postseason. He's a veteran guy. He's a no-nonsense guy. And like we said before, uh, Francisco Lindor is not going to be standing on second base, giving a thumb down, thumbs down to the fans with Walter as a manager.
1: All right. And, you know, uh, yeah, I call it a dumpster fire. And that's just because of the circus that sort of surrounds uh, the whole situation. But, you know, you go into it with Francisco Lindor, uh, you know, you've got the, the polar bear in, uh, in Pete Alonzo. You've got uh, Max Scherzer signing for, for at least three years. So it's not like he's coming into a situation that's uh, completely bereft of talent. This is a a, a manager who's who's going to get uh, a, a Cadillac. It's it's just what can he do with it? Yeah,
0: just a really he's got to be excited about this. Uh, you know, like you said, Scherzer, DeGrom. Um, you know they. Um, um, you know they. And you've got an owner, the richest owner in baseball, that's that's shown he's willing to spend. And Shoney's, you know, if you're in contention, you know, at the all-star break, you know, they're going to make moves. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Showalter and uh, Steve Cohen coexist because, you know, <laughs> Buck is uh, kind of a little bit of a control guy. You know, he likes, if the guys aren't, if the clubbies aren't folding the towels rights, he, they hear about it. So uh, it's, it'll be interesting, but this is, the, I think this is the guy they need, They, you know, right. There's a lot of talent there, and and they need somebody that's been around. That's you just can't be a rookie going into there. We found that out with Mickey Calloway.
1: right? And and if he's not in contention at the All Star break, uh, you know it might be a very short tenure for uh, for for Buck Showalter there uh, as well. Uh, what's the difference between we have Buck Showalter? Obviously, he's he's a, a little a little older there. Uh, definitely very experienced. What's the difference between the feeling of this hire and you know last season's big hire in Tony La Russa to basically take over a similarly situated uh, you know Chicago team and, and and you know what he was able to do there?
0: Yeah, that's a great comparison. I didn't think about that, but you know we've seen you know for for the last several years you know uh, teams have gone with younger and younger managers, more and analytically inclined managers, more. Guys that the front office can basically control, you know, that they're going to tell, you know, it's a joint uh, project. It's not the manager is the face of the franchise, and but La Russa and uh, Showalter are kind of face of franchise managers, you know, along with uh, Terry Francona. There's only there's only a few of those guys left, so you know maybe you know they maybe that's a trend. I I just think you needed some stability there. You needed some experience. And Showalter certainly has that.
1: Yeah, and you needed somebody like you. You pointed out that that whole situation with the thumbs down uh, message—that you know somebody who you're not going to pull that kind of stuff with uh, the 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 personality and the force and the gravitas. That's what you know Chicago you know thought they were getting with Larusa, and they and they, they did to a degree. There there was a there were some periods there during the season where it was like, oh, has he lost the clubhouse? Or, yeah you know, were there any, any questions about that? And, and I'm sure show Walter will go through the same thing. And, and in New York, they'll blow, uh, they'll blow up every little perceived slight, you know, who knows, but, but yeah, it, it'll be, be very interesting to see. And, you know, also consider that they've got the defending world series champions now in their division. And, you know, that's a, that's a thing that, that, that race, that, that division now, uh, it, it was already one that everybody sort of looked to and looked at, and it's, it's going to continue to be that way. Uh, boy, it, Steve Cohn, you, you throw more money in, you get, you, you get all sorts of, you know, different sort of, uh, calculations and things you have to think about when, uh, when hiring managers and, and dealing with all that. So never a problem here in Cleveland, right? Never, a, the richest owner in baseball is never, uh, never going to be an issue here. Uh, in Cleveland, I, I don't it would be a luxury that uh, uh, an issue that we would love to deal with.
0: Definitely, Joe, that's uh, a little money doesn't hurt, you know, you know, the, to have some flexibility doesn't hurt. And you'd like to see uh, what Antonetti and Chernoff could do if they, uh, you know, they could do some broken field running here in the free agent market and, you know, mm-hmm. do what they need to do with this uh, with this club and fill some holes on this club. And because uh, I mean, w- when you have money, you don't have to be a genius. You know, you go out and get you sign the best guy.
1: And and if you don't sign the best guy, or if you sign the best guy and he doesn't perform, you you just pay more money and get the next guy. And then that's that's what that the the, the band aid that sort of that money sort of you know cures things with. Uh, it, it's fun to to watch Antonetti and Chernoff, you know, sort of make lemonade out of lemons. Not necessarily that's not a good. A good comparison I, I can't say what i want to say uh, in terms of language but they they do the best with what they have and it's kind of fun to watch them succeed when they do uh, as far as making money uh we we saw the uh the guardians put out uh, an, an email and they, they said there's an opportunity between now and december 31st for fans to purchase uh basically the equivalent of an opening day ticket uh, they've never put opening day tickets on sale uh, sort of this way. Uh, we know that the opening day of that first game is, is always a, it's usually always a sellout and uh, you know uh, one of the, the best sort of uh, attended games of the year. Um, right now, as low as $49, you can buy uh, basically the, the right to pick your opening day seat for, for March 31st. Uh, when the guardians open as their first game as the guardians.
0: Well, that's cool. Yeah. I guess, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of tough to uh, bang the drum during a lockout, but uh, the Indians are doing the best you can, they can, I guess, you know, they put the spring training tickets on sale, uh, single game tickets went on sale Saturday and now this uh, promotion. Uh, so I think you, you know, if you can't, if you're not going to talk about your team one, you've got to kind of put, put it out there any way you can to get it in front of the public eye.
1: Yeah. How do you advertise this? Come see our players. Uh, No (laughs) no names, no names yet. No names, players on the field. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I, you can't blame them. You're right. They're they're still a business. They've still taken massive financial hits with this pandemic. And, you know, we haven't even gotten into the whole situation about how uh, this new variant is spreading and, you know, every other league is shutting down right now. Who knows what's what's going to happen and how it's going to affect baseball. But uh, you can't blame the Guardians for trying at least to, to be out there and and, you know, generating some sort of revenue because uh, we, we, we want them to be able to survive. That's uh, that, that's the, the number one thing. Definitely,
0: Joe. I mean, hey, you got to think outside the box in these kind of situations and that's what they're
1: doing uh I, I speaking of thinking outside the box I, you put up a uh, a really interesting uh, subtext question and you put it out there to the to the readers before we get to our uh our prospect of the day john kenzie noel uh, who we're going to talk about here in a moment uh i wanted to run through this with you uh just the the, the christmas uh gift suggestions for the guardians uh hoinsey i i really liked it uh your, your number one gift suggestion for the guardians for the front office a trade that would bring them a bat and can supply 25 to 30 home runs 80 to 100 rbis and can play any position boy just right off the bat just asking for the uh, the sun moon and stars that's like that's like the big gift under the christmas tree every year for every kid right that's right the the, the schwinn bicycle let's go the 10 speed <laughs> what would, what would have been the uh the young paul Hoynes equivalent to that uh that 30 home run 100 rbi uh bat for the indians what growing up what was that number one gift for you? <laughs> my
0: dad uh, my dad got us got me a pair of boxing gloves one christmas <laughs> and me and my brother proceeded to beat the beat the hell out of each other every day <laughs> it was like a fight every day so it was <laughs> That's, I don't know if that was the best, the best Christmas present I ever got, but that's the one I remember the most.
1: Well, if, if the two of you were fighting each other, then you weren't, uh, you weren't getting into too much trouble uh, elsewhere, right? <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that, that's gotta be what the philosophy was. Uh, yeah. I think the, uh, the, the 25 to 30 home run, 80 to hundred RBIs, boy, that would, uh, that would be the, the be all and end all Christmas gift of all time for uh for the guardians uh your number two on that list was uh was for terry francona
0: yeah you know you know just ha- have a healthy season and be able to spend 162 games in the dugout and uh be as healthy as he could be you know no no more setbacks after two years i mean he deserves a, a turn in luck here
1: yeah uh, i think a a healthy terry francona an active and participating in all media interviews. Terry Francona wouldn't just be a gift for the guardians. It would be a gift for those who cover the guardians on a daily basis. I think uh, we all, we all want to see Tito back uh, in the dugout in the pregame and the post game interviews uh, because it's just better when Tito is there. I, I think we can all agree on that one. Uh, your, your number three on the list uh, went to the, the, the club's former Cy Young winner in uh, Shane Bieber. Yeah, just, uh, you know,
0: a, a healthy season, a strong right shoulder. And you know, I think uh, if if Beaver is healthy, you know, as, as Beaver goes, so goes, you know, the rotation and so goes the Guardians, I think. You know, he's reached that kind of status as a, uh, you know, starting pitcher and number one pitcher. And, you know, I, th- I think he only made 16 starts last year. If he makes 30 to 32 starts, you know, the Indians are, I mean, the, the, the Guardians are in the right going into moving in the right direction
1: all right your number four on uh, on your list for uh, uh guardians christmas wish list here uh is for paul dolan now now this one sort of made me think back to uh the 80s when the cabbage patch dolls were all the rage and you'd go into the department stores and you'd look down the toy aisles and all the aisles would be just completely bare and empty uh paul dolan what's your your your, your wish list for for paul dolan well, I, I hope he finds a minority owner. And if if
0: uh, this guy has the, you know, the option to buy, you know, perhaps purchase a majority share eventually, you know, I hope, I hope this works out because, uh, you know, I know he's been looking, uh, Paul Dolan has been looking for a, you know, a new owner to replace John Sherman and buy John's shares. And, uh, you know, the, the more financial stability a team has, the better, you know, you can, they can improve the roster so it gives you more chances to improve the roster
1: yeah and i just i just get the 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 image that i get is paul dolan walking down the aisle at target (laughs) and all the all the shelves are bare when you're looking in the uh in the department where minority investors and uh you know future (laughs) future partners are are uh stocked i think it's uh it's been a long search and it's it's one that hasn't really produced much uh uh, much fruit yet. So we'll we'll see. And finally on the list, uh you throw one in there for, for Zach Pleasak.
0: Yeah. You know, no no other pitcher could be the starting pitcher when your team gets no hit uh three times in one year other than than Pleaseak. And uh I just hope when if this happens again, he's on the winning side of this thing. The Indians what haven't had a no hitter, a pitcher throw no hitter since large Lenny Barker and what 40 years ago. So forty years do.
1: Yeah, it's it, it. has been a lump of coal every year in the uh, in the stocking when it comes to no hitters for the Indians, or for for Cleveland since then. Uh, so maybe Zach Plesac will uh, will change that. He came close in Seattle. Man, I he thought sure we did. were going to have it uh, last year. So uh, last year in Seattle, he was close. Was probably one of the closest uh, uh, that the Indians had last year. So uh, with the exception of Tristan McKenzie's near perfect game, so. Yeah. Uh, now we had uh, Subtext subscribers respond to that uh, and and give us a couple of suggestions of their own. Uh, a couple uh, couple of readers wrote in uh, a catcher that can hit over two hundred. So maybe uh maybe that maybe we'll find one of those under the Christmas tree. Uh, a summer with fans in the seats. Uh, I think that would be uh, yeah, yeah. definitely. We 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 saw what it was like uh, two years ago when there weren't fans. So yeah, I, I think a summer uh, with fans filling the seats might might be even better. Um, investors are often known as angels. So would this be uh, would would Dolan's suggestion be maybe a, a guardian angel? Would that be uh, I like that? Yeah,
0: I like that. Uh,
1: total recovery for Josh Naylor. I think that's uh, that is definitely a, a great Christmas wish uh, Christmas uh, wish list. Uh, gift Uh, would love to find josh naylor total recovery from his broken leg Uh, just a horrific scene last year and to see him uh, progressing is is always good uh and finally uh this one from the 330 area code i think uh, a settlement to the lockout that would be the ultimate christmas gift but to wake up to wake up christmas morning to come downstairs and look under the tree and see rob manfred and tony clark Cuddling together in their Christmas pajamas, uh, and everybody having a a good old time. I I think uh, in in harmony and unison. I think that would be perfect. Uh, uh, The 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 ultimate uh, holiday wish list, right there. Definitely, Joe. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. I don't like the uh, imagery that I just created of uh, Manfred and and Clark, but (laughs) we'll uh, we'll we'll soldier on. All right. uh, Really quickly, we want to jump into our. Uh, prospect of the day added to the 20, uh, added to the 40 man roster on uh, November 20th. And that's John Kenzie Noel, uh, an interest, interesting guy, uh, Dominican uh, third baseman slash first baseman. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to ever play third base uh, uh, for Cleveland. I don't ever, I don't know if he's ever going to play for Cleveland. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, he's very young, 20 years old. Uh, added to the 40 man roster, but the numbers that he put up uh, in the minor leagues last year, despite missing time in uh, June, uh, just completely eye popping. And you can, you can let me run through these numbers really quickly, and you'll know why he was added to uh, the 40 man uh, ahead of this deadline. Uh, and then I just want to get your thoughts on him, Paul. Uh, in 265 at bats, he hit 340 with a uh, 1,005 OPS, 19 home runs, 66 RBIs. Uh, this guy was definitely getting the job done at the plate. Uh, started at uh, Lynchburg. Uh, he was actually started at the Complex League out in Arizona. Uh, was at Lynchburg and uh, Lake County. Uh, you know, the, in Arizona, he was doing his rehab. So uh, really, this is a, a kid who... They basically put on the 40 man because of all that potential there, yeah.
0: yeah. Joe, just uh, really like you said, an interesting guy, young 20 years old. Uh, some of the scouting reports I was reading online said this he's already had exit velo up to 119 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, he's big pull happy, uh, you know, big pull happy power. Um, and you know, he's hit righties and lefties pretty well last this past season. 363 against righties, 12 homers, 48 RBIs, 300 against lefties, uh, seven homers, 17 RBIs, um, and he's also uh, with uh, two outs and runners in scoring position, 385 with eight homers and 25 RBIs. So this guy's dangerous.
1: Yeah, and and really his his calling card, his his big ticket here is his power. And, and his ability to hit the ball hard, because uh, everything really, he, he, he doesn't really run the base as well, his feet aren't all that great, and that's why they're, they're looking at him as a, an option at first base as well, uh, if, he, if he can't play third, but, but really, if you're, if you're looking at what he does well outside of hit long home runs, uh, you, you're sort of looking in a, in a bunch of different places.
0: Yeah, he's got a good arm. I don't know. I, I was wondering if you could move him to the outfield possibly. You know, they said they like – scouting reports like his arm strength, but if mm-hmm. he doesn't move too well, maybe that's – I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if that's a factor in this. And and right now, I, he sounds like he's still growing. I mean, 6'1", 180, 190, you know, you know he's going to fill out. I, I think he's a little bigger than that now, but I, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, but that's what. I think- I think he is getting a little bit bigger. At one eighty seems a little bit low. I don't know where we're uh, where the uh, um, MLB pipeline was getting those numbers, but uh, as because from what I've seen on tape, he's he's actually looks a little stronger than six one one eighty. Uh, right now, being twenty years old, being on the major league uh, forty man roster, uh, does and with. The, the positions stacked up in front of him the way they are. Uh, is, is he really a, a candidate for some sort of trade uh, based on his performance from last year, which is off the charts, and the timing of things? Uh, would he be a, a prime candidate to be included in a, a trade to acquire an established outfield bat?
0: You know, that, that, that makes a lot of sense, Joe. I mean, you know, A, they put him on the 40-man because they don't want to lose him in the Rule 5. But you also, you know, you kind of, you know, you know, (laughs) cutting off your nose to spite your face too, you know, because you start his option clock now. He's only got three options. You only have them really for three more years if he's up and down. Uh, So, you know, I guess, you know, he is kind of a – I think if you you think – if you put him on the 40 man, you know, that means you've got indications from other teams that people are interested in. So maybe – that can entice he's part of a package here that you can bring in an established hitter that you can control for a little while.
1: Well, and another reason, you don't want to lose somebody who could be a trade asset like that. And maybe if you can move him before the start of the season, before he gets a chance to go back out there and, you know, and show any sort of a drop off from last year, which uh, I'm not saying that that's the case, but, Right now, you've, his, his trade ceiling is, is, has never been higher. His, his value has never been higher in terms of as a prospect. So it, it, they could probably sweeten any deal with a guy like this, knowing that it, the positions that he plays, they have depth at those positions in the system. I mean, it's not like they're, they're, you've got two or three different guys at the major league level, at least. You're not hurting yourself uh, to, to play first base. Uh, Of of course, there's a lack of power, uh, you know, throughout the entire system. And that's what you're, you're sort of uh, banking on is that you can, you can get somebody uh, to play an outfield position and and sort of fix that uh, controllable bat, but uh, you'd be giving up somebody who's uh, emerging and developing power and somebody who, you know, if you wanted to wait three years could be helping you at the major league level then.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good point, and, uh, you know, it's interesting that this, uh, you know, uh, Noel is part of that 2017, you know, international free agent class. I'd like to find a guy, all those scouts, get the, all those scouts that, that put that class together, because Rocio, Tanya, uh, you know, Boc, uh, who's Baracko, you know, the second Aaron Yeah, Baco. And a bunch of those guys are all in that class. I think all those guys should get a raise because <laughs> these guys are certainly, you know, coming to the surface. Now they're populating the 40 uh, man roster.
1: Right. Yeah. It's if you look at it, uh, that 2017 international draft class, all those guys you mentioned uh, with the exception of Aaron Bracco are, are now on the 40 the man. So, and, uh, and, and Alex, uh, Alex free. Planez is also, I believe not yeah, on, yeah. on the 40 men, but, but, but they, again, they signed,
0: they signed Noel for a hundred thousand dollars signing bonus out of the Dominican. So, you know, if this kid keeps hitting like he does, that's a, that's a heck of a deal.
1: That's a, that's a, that's a Jose Ramirez like deal right there. If you a, That uh, if certainly
0: is. Uh, yeah. That's a good point.
1: All right. Hoinsie. Uh We're going to wrap it up. Uh, today's edition of the podcast. We will be back again tomorrow. Only, uh, only what? Four more of these to go before uh, uh, the end of the year. We're, we're going to wrap up on Friday and take a, a week off after that. Uh, we will be back with you again tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe.